Welcome to the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast, the podcast that looks at the best practices of organisations that care about their people, whilst keeping an eye on the growing wellbeing space. The Workplace Wellbeing Podcast is sponsored by the WorkTech Group, which offers a range of cloud-based software solutions that have a positive impact on employee wellbeing. The group companies are Fast PAYE, a financial wellbeing tool, Solved by AI, which builds artificial intelligence-powered tools that can make a real difference for your workforce, and Shopworks, which makes scheduling and time and attendance solutions that will help both efficiency and morale. You can find out more at worktechgroup.com. Hi, I'm Ian Hogg, the chairman of the Worktech Group, and until very recently, the host of the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast. We recently published our Workplace Wellbeing book, done as a podcast in two episodes and 12 chapters. Each chapter includes clips from the best conversations on the relevant subject with our guests from over 50 podcast episodes. To make it easier to listen to, we decided to break out the 12 chapters into individual episodes so that you can listen to the whole Workplace Wellbeing book, done as a podcast, a few minutes at a time. Here is another chapter, but you can, of course, listen to the whole book in two parts or hear the original recordings from the over 50 that we have produced. Now for chapter two, which is about trust-based leadership. Not only did leadership come out close to the top of the key issues that impact wellbeing, we also had to turn down lots of great speakers and wanted to cover the topic. And I feel we could have done 50 episodes on this subject alone. What came across loud and clear was that good leaders make for a happy workplace and that the unhappy organisations nearly always have poor leadership as one of the root causes. Within leadership, a key thing emerged from our guests as they consistently identified trust as probably the element of leadership which has the biggest impact on well-being. This chapter includes three clips that highlight this well. Here is Sir Terry Leahy again from episode one, responding to a question about the key elements of ensuring employee well-being. Which of the other 10 words would you have chosen as the subject of the Employee Wellbeing podcast and why? I'll mention a, a couple. Um, you know, the first, which is the first uh, chapter in the book, is truth. Uh, find find the truth of any situation you're in, because people often delude themselves, uh, and they find it difficult to face up to things. But 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 actually, staff often know before managers do what the true situation is on the ground. And if you can demonstrate that you really are concerned, honestly, to know what's going on, to know the truth, uh, you know, staff recognize that and, and respond to that. And, and also, if you show them that you're willing to hear the bad news along with the good news, then they'll tell you the truth. Uh, and so suddenly you're a lot more informed about the business. I, I spent half my time going around. Uh, I used to work every year as a checkout assistant or in the warehouse so that I could experience the jobs that most of our people did. And you learn enormous amount when you're at the receiving end of head office policies rather than kind of at the, de- to the delivery end. I, th- I think as this is a, a, you know, a welfare uh, podcast, uh, the, the, the second I offer is, is trust, which is the final chapter in the book. Uh, and it's interchangeable with the way. The, the definition of, uh, of leadership that I like is, is, is a leader will take you further than you would go on your own. And uh, in order to do um, the people you're leading have to trust you. 
uh, you know, and, and they don't give trust readily, you know, uh, especially in pressure situations. I mean, why should you know where you go than them? Uh, and, and I think people get, managers get trust the wrong way around. They think it's about how can I make the team trust me? The only way you'll make a team trust you is if you are trusting them, if you're prepared to take a risk on them and actually allow them to do things. Uh, and then you start to create uh, the conditions uh, for trust. Really is, if you can build it, the most valuable thing in an organization um you know because people will commit much more in ship of trust uh, with you as a leader with their colleagues within the whole organization it's an amazing thing how organizations open up in a trusting environment people innovate more they commit more they give more um you know, they collaborate more, cooperate more. It, it, th those are the conditions for really creation uh, and for really getting getting things done. Sadly, uh -huh. you can see the reverse, you know, where, where, where there's an absence of trust, how things tighten up and people go into their shell and don't cooperate and don't give uh, 100%. So it's a fantastically important element. And, and it's, so, it's so, it's free, you know, it doesn't cost a lot to create that within a business. In season one, episode 20, I interviewed Daniel Eds, who is the author of Genetics of Leadership, Cracking the Code of Sustainable Team Performance. Daniel had spoken to many leaders throughout the US while researching his book, and his recollection of one of those interviews summed up the impact of trust and leadership on well-being very well. A, um, uh, a large hospital in uh, Mississippi, and I had the opportunity to interview the, um, the, the CEO not long after he, he had retired. And he also felt strongly that the principles of servant leadership were critical to developing a hospital of high employee engagement. And he started from scratch. He was, uh, you know, when he when he started with the with the hospital, he was the you know the new kid on the block. Um, and he, when he started to roll out this system. Uh, in fact, I asked him, I said, so when you started rolling out this system, uh, what happened? Uh, what was the response of your leadership team? He kind of laughed. He said, well, half of them got up and walked out and the other half of them thought I would be walking out. But, uh, you know, he set up a system of servant leadership where the leaders individually were responsible for the levels of engagement of their of their team. And he had things he put things in place like. Uh, you will round or you will visit with your team every day. And that is the priority for the day. Everything else on your calendar is secondary to rounding with or, or you know, visiting with your team at, in their place of work, at their workstations, um, to build relationships, find out what they need, uh, find out what, what the issues are of the day, what, what that leader needs to be doing to help support um, his his or her team. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, I presume the the idea is that's consistent across every manager or every leader. Um, and you trust the leader once they turn up to actually say something constructive and add value right. when they're there. Is that right. is that how it works? Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's basic management by walking around. 
And uh, interestingly enough, one of the things I found that was universal with uh, every organization I looked at was at some level, they practice management by walking around. They, they've, the individual leaders have recognized they don't do their best work when they're sitting in their office chair in their nice, in their nice office. They do the best work when they're out with their workforce, when they're engaging one-on-one with, you know, with, their, with their team. And uh, just one real quick example, uh, I was speaking, I was actually having coffee with a friend of mine who's the chief medical officer for a very large uh, trauma care department of a very large uh, county hospital. Um, he would be classified at any level as probably one of the nation's uh, top trauma specialist. And uh, uh, he was one of my early interviews. And when I asked him about leadership and and can it be thought of as a system, and he immediately understood what that meant because he's a physician and he understands, you know, the physical systems that our body is comprised of. He said, well, let me tell you a story. He said, um, the former CEO of this hospital would communicate through the 12th floor. He said, I was one of, you know, one of her senior uh, leaders. And he said, I never saw her. If uh, outside of a few formal meetings in her office or up on the top floor, um, I never saw her. And all communication was done through email, the occasional phone call. Uh, And he said, the joke was, well, the 12th floor wants to see you. And, uh, And he said, consequently, there is no trust in senior leadership. He said, there is no reason to trust because no one knew who the CEO was. He said, then we get a new CEO. He said, the first thing this guy does is move his office from the 12th floor to the first floor, right in back of the admitting station. And uh, he said, that was pretty shocking to everybody. He, but he said, when he showed up one day at the, in the emergency department, he said, uh, I was a little surprised um, that he just came by just to see how things were going. And uh, he said, then he came by again. He said, um, right now he comes by the emergency, comes through the emergency department, probably two, if not three times a week, just to check on things and see, see what's going on. And he said, the crazy thing is he's getting to know my staff. He's getting to know doctors. He's getting to know nurses. They're getting to know him. Consequently, trust in the executive leadership team is skyrocketing. And he said, I've never seen the level of engagement uh, uh, with my staff, of my staff, with the, um, with the leadership of, of the hospital and the mission of the hospital. Ben Brealy and I dedicated a whole episode to the simple idea that trusting someone can have a major impact on their job and life satisfaction. It was episode 24 of season one. And it was called How Believing in Someone Can Improve Their Well-Being. Ben is a huge believer in trust. Here he is discussing the impact of leadership on well-being. Okay, cool. I mean, obviously, as a, as a leadership coach and the fact that you, you know, in your, your, on your website, you say that you aim to develop leaders that make work better must mean that you believe that leadership does have an impact on well-being at work. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, 100%. So it's... Um... In my view, leadership is the number one factor in well-being at work. Um, and, you know, I can go more into that, why I think that now, if that's if that's a helpful yeah, thing yeah, to go, do. Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. That's what yeah, we need to discuss and, well-being. So, so yeah, definitely. So um, I've obviously worked in a lot of different places, particularly around my consulting career, because I was often at lots of different clients. So I saw a lot of different leadership styles and good and bad leadership. And well-being was something I'm, I'm quite uh, – 
passionate about um, because I've I've just been in so many workplaces where people are being uh, worked really hard, they're burning out, they're unhappy with what they're doing. And I've, I just, I've always felt that life's too short to sit doing something you don't enjoy for the rest of your life. And so I think well-being plays a massive role in that. And in terms of leadership, there's just so many parts that leadership have to play in the well-being um, topic. So <clears throat> as an example, uh, if you, if you uh, let's say that a good thing to do with well-being came out, the research came out that doing mindfulness sessions once a week at work was great for your employees' well-being. So in that simple example, let's say that was a thing, um, leaders in that example would have to be involved in approving Welcome that idea. Welcome to the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast, the podcast that looks at the best practices of organisations that care about their people whilst keeping an eye on the growing well-being space. The Workplace Wellbeing Podcast is sponsored by the WorkTech Group, which offers a range of cloud-based software solutions that have a positive impact on employee well-being. The group companies are FastPAYE, a financial well-being tool, Solved by AI, which builds artificial intelligence-powered tools that can make a real difference for your workforce, and ShopWorks, which makes scheduling and time and attendance solutions that will help both efficiency and morale. You can find out more at worktechgroup.com.